Thank you for listening to the European Centre for Development Policy Management's ECDPM's Talking Points Audio. In this clip, ECDPM's Head of Strategy, Jean Bossoit, discusses the advantages of political economy analysis. This is part one of a four-part series. If you have any comments, leave them below. Well, as a foundation, uh, we have been uh, involved uh, with DEFCO in uh, developing uh, in the past years the work on political economy analysis as one of the tools the Commission wants to use more. Eh? So we have been uh, uh, elaborating with them uh, aspects of the methodology and then we had also the chance to be uh, part of one of the practical exercises of political economy analysis at country level in Senegal at the request of the delegation. So as a foundation you could say that we uh, yeah, we have been uh, really privileged to be part of this adventure to see how political economy analysis can really help the EU uh, to have uh, better strategies, better response strategies, better cooperation and above all better results. And so in this context we were a bit surprised then, and not surprised, <laughs> to see a, a message on capacity for death that management had decided uh, to rethink uh, the whole approach uh, to political economy analysis. Bon, the communication was a bit difficult because in the beginning it was uh, the message was we will discontinue the political economy analysis approach as tested out until now. But then the message changes, but, uh, so it's not absolutely clear what, uh, what is now the position of the management on this uh, tool. But uh, bon, it is clear that there are questions about political economy analysis and so in that context uh, I think a good debate is always useful uh, because uh, maybe the first point I would like to emphasize is that indeed uh, political economy analysis is a complex thing so uh, we should take stock uh, systematically on how this instrument uh, works uh, because let's be honest what are we trying to do with the political economy analysis uh, it is an analysis that complements existing tools of analysis, governance analysis, but goes much deeper into trying to understand why reforms succeed or why they often fail, despite a lot of national plans, a lot of formal commitment of uh, partner countries, despite a lot of money, European Union, that reforms don't uh, lead to real results, to real change. So the political economy analysis seeks to uh, look behind the facade uh, of um, the formal commitments, the formal institutions, the beautiful plans and to understand where change comes from, uh, uh, what are the actors that push for change, uh, what are their incentives, uh, what are the power relations that make uh, reforms possible or not. That's political economy analysis all about. Political analysis but also the economic background of all these uh, changes and uh, of reforms. So it's a combination of a political analysis and uh, a look at the economic incentives, the economic structures that uh, make reform possible or impede it. So yes, 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 looking behind the facade is a delicate thing. Uh, you are not in a world with a lot of certainties. Uh, you see a lot of things, uh, positive things, you also see negative things. So it's a, it's a, these are troubled waters in which you then try to find your way. Um, and hence it's certainly a, a good thing that uh, the EC and now that it is three years into uh, trying to work out uh, how it can use political economy analysis in its work in delegations that it looks back and takes stock but from there to immediately apparently say okay let's discontinue that that was a bit for us a surprise 
Uh, why? Why was it a surprise? Well, uh, first of all, because it's quite recent. I mean, it's only three years that they have been developing this methodology. Uh, it has been tested in only six countries. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, because there was a stock-taking seminar in the EC in March, each of these six test cases were uh, positive. Uh, the delegations were satisfied with the results. Uh, so uh, it's, it's not very clear why they suddenly uh, want to uh, stop this while the first test have certainly not been uh, a bad experience on the contrary. Uh, so it's, it's maybe good to uh, extend a bit the debate and, uh, and the stock-taking process and not limit it to the management but try to have a much broader discussion on what we really have learned from these sex cases um, involving the delegations who were part of it involving also the units who participated in it. I think that would be a positive thing. So, uh, yes, rethinking political economy analysis, but uh, the stock-taking, uh, yes, let's do it, but let's do it in a participatory way. Uh, this is too important an exercise, maybe to be only uh, done at the level of the management. So that was the first element of surprise, eh? why uh, stop something that is so recent. Uh, the second element of surprise was a bit um, the, the growing need for this kind of analysis. You cannot go to delegations now or to seminars or you cannot read studies or evaluations and each time again, each time again this recommendation comes back we need to go deeper, deeper into understanding the local context, deeper into understanding the drivers of change, deeper into understanding the incentives that will push elites to reform. Uh, we need to understand also what drives civil society, what drives local authorities, how all these actors relate to each other. So we need to understand more the power relationships. Uh, and if you don't understand this, well, our money and our plans and our reforms and our programs may not land on fertile soil. So uh, the cry for this kind of analysis is huge. Uh, everywhere you look, everything you read. So that's the second element of surprise. Uh, uh, how do you reconcile apparently the growing need of field people to understand in which arenas they move around, what they try to do and how they can really achieve results by integrating better these power and political dimensions. Uh, this is really what uh, the, the, the frontline actors, especially the delegations, more and more want. And yet, uh, here, we somehow seem to say, yeah, but we have to rethink it, maybe we have to discontinue it, maybe we... So it's a bit difficult to understand also here how they will then respond to the needs, the growing needs of practitioners in all possible fields of cooperation. Uh, and the third, the third element of surprise uh, certainly in the first communication that they issued is that they say, yeah, yeah, but we will continue to do a political economy analysis, but that's in fact the core business of the staff of the delegations. So uh, they can do it, they can be trained to do it, so we can do this internally. Uh, we don't need uh, external support for this. Uh, yeah, the issue of external support, uh, of course, if you can do it in-house, that's, that's better. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, but we all know the realities in which now donor agencies work. Uh, they have less and less staff. That is also the case for the European Union. The workloads are very high. People have to spend a lot of time uh, on administration. And it's very difficult if you are yourself 100% working day and night on cooperation issues to be detached also to do this kind of analysis. So uh, yes, if the delegations can do it, but uh, the incentives uh, to really make sure that the staff can do it uh, are not necessarily there. Uh, it's not a question of competence. Of course, people know about the politics of a country, uh, are interested in all these aspects, they work there. 
but it's a different exercise to go deep into trying to understand uh, the dynamics of these different reform processes. That's more sophisticated analysis, requires time, requires dialogue. So uh, can this be done at delegation level? Well, it's a surprise that uh, it is assumed that the capacities and the time is there to do, to do it uh, internally. Uh, you could argue that this is not necessarily um, something taken for granted. That was Jean Bessot, Head of Strategy, talking about political economy analysis. Thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts, leave your comment below.